welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. This is our monthly romantic reading wrap up that we've been doing the last three months. It's been really fun to prove that we like other things besides just movies that we <laughs> like to read as well. <laughs> and I'm film grid Rachel Wagner and Bree's here. Hello, everyone. How have you been doing? I've been great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I was just telling Brie off air that I just found out I have to have glasses. So this is... <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but the reason why that I, I went in is because I've had, I actually have a lazy eye. So I've had surgery twice on my eyes, but I've never needed glasses, oddly enough. And I've been having problems with my reading. And since I, I've been reading a lot more since we started the show, it's become more of a problem. Yeah. So I went and I need to get glasses, <laughs> but I'm just glad I didn't need surgery. So that's yeah. good news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's so many cute glasses out there, Rachel. You will be fabulous with glasses. Well, thank you. I just have to get very, the very, very light ones because yeah. I get them. Um, my, I get headaches, so I can't have anything that's too heavy. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely. my only qualification. <laughs> If you're listening and you have any suggestions for my glasses, then put in the comments. <laughs> yeah. They're like literally like get your prescription and then just look at websites online. I mean, mm -hmm. glasses online are so cute and so affordable. Yeah, definitely. I will do that. Uh, so if anybody wants to sponsor us for glasses, <laughs> yeah. <me> too. <laughs> As much as I, as much money as I spent on the website for Moo, it's F I R M O O. I'm like, y'all need to sponsor me because yeah. <laughs> I've gotten my sisters, my cousins, like everybody's buying glasses from this place. <laughs> well, it must be nice though for you with uh, all of the, uh, you like to go places to read. Yeah. I noticed on your Instagram. And uh, now that things are opening back up again, that must be nice. Yeah, I mean, really, everything here closed for maybe like two months when everything like when everything first kicked mm -hmm. off, like it really I mean, last summer, I'll say, I think for the most part, all of last summer for like stuff was closed, the grocery stores yeah. and stuff weren't crazy. But so I, I've life has felt semi normal for a long time. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's weird now because all like today was the first time I was out and I was like seeing people leaving the grocery store with no masks on and I'm right. like this is weird <laughs> like I know. I'm still I'm still wearing right. mine I'm fully vaccinated but I don't know <laughs> when I got to the doctor's office I uh, I was wearing my mask and I'm looking around and I'm like nobody else is <laughs> and uh and then my doctor came in. He's he actually asked me if it was okay for him to remove his mask because he's like, I'm vaccinated. And I, I appreciated that he asked. That's sweet. Yeah, that was yeah. nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting how things are things are changing, and uh, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's nice to have those spots that you're because the, there's a whole sociological concept to the third place. Uh -huh. I don't know if you ever heard of this, but that everybody needs their uh, their work and their home and their third place, their place to go to kind of unwind and be with the community. Yeah. And so with, since all this happened, that's kind of been taken away. Yeah. And, it's literally home. <laughs> yeah. And 
if you that's why if you listen to the founder of starbucks i forget his name but he talks a lot about the third place because that's what they're trying to do whereas but things were like an authentic third place in the past you know like something that had been there for forever and was a part of the community that's what like places like starbucks are trying to kind of imitate the third place mm-hmm. which yeah. is interesting to me uh but yeah so it's nice that we at least get those back yeah mm-hmm. yeah so well we have our main book that we talk about on this show and we talk about its uh its tropes its spice level its chemistry all that and uh, and then we have a go we go over our regular our reading since the last time we recorded so we decided just to kind of uh, shake things up we decided to cover a mystery and it's murder by page one by olivia matthews and this is a pseudonym for patricia sargent Mm -hmm. yeah i thought was interesting yeah she's going to use it i guess for just her cozy mysteries yeah, I see a lot of, um, like, what's her name? So there's a, a romance author, Julianne Lindsay. She writes cozy mysteries as well under, I know, Brie Baker. I I think Jacqueline Frost. Like, it's a thing with cozy mm-hmm. mystery authors. It's so cool. Like, you'll, sometimes you don't even know that you're necessarily reading the same person because they yeah. have, you know, these pseudonyms. So that's really cool. I'm excited to see what else she puts out. Yeah, I remember Cassidy Carter said that she has pseudonym for her spicier books. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon. What do you think about pseudonyms? I get it because I think that especially if you're like a romance author and say you write sweet romance, well, then your readers, your readers come to expect a certain thing. And so I think having a pseudonym just kind of gives you that space creatively when you want to do something else and you don't necessarily, you know, we, I think we, as readers, we know what we want. We, you know, I know if I want, if I go to Debbie Maycomber, I'm going to her because I know what she's going to give me. So she was all of a sudden to start writing like steamier romances. I'd be like, wait a minute. (laughs) So I think to like not have to worry about that, that's when that comes in. And I think for, you know, if you write romance and now you want to write cozy mysteries, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's a way to like, I don't know, build a, another audience um, without losing maybe the readership you already have. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, it just seems like it sort of defeats the point. If you literally like announce the fact it's your pseudonym. Yeah. <laughs> I would think that they want to keep that. I don't know. It, but yeah, I mean, I get it's the idea. Once upon a time, it, pseudonyms felt very, like, secretive, right? I Whereas know. now, not so much. Not so much. So it's interesting. I, I think it would be kind of fun to, mm-hmm. like, explore with. Because I think everybody has that sort of Anne Shirley, please call me Cordelia kind of a thing, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. the name yeah. that you wish you had been called or whatever. <laughs> so... It's interesting. So this book, in general, are you a fan of mysteries? Do you like mysteries? I love cozy mysteries. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love cozy. I don't. I haven't really ventured much outside of that. Like with cozies, I just love that. Like the murder happens off the page. Like we don't have to read all the 
gruesome, mm-hmm. crazy details. I love how like quirky they are. And um, there's tons of puns <laughs> like within this one, like the bookstore is called to be read. And I'm like, oh, that's what we that's, you know, TBR, you know, the books we're going to be reading next month or whatever. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um Golly, what was the name of the cafe? Was there a cafe or something? I can't like there was another title mentioned in the the book as well that I thought was really cute. But you see that a lot in cozy mysteries. Like they're very like punny and they're just a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. what about you? Do you enjoy them? It's not my favorite. I mean, it took me a long time to warm up to the cozy mysteries on Hallmark Channel. I didn't want to cover them at first, but Really, but, Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I just find them kind of predictable and I don't know. Just not yeah. my favorite. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with them. They just I just like the rom-coms much much better. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I I'm not opposed to them. They're just it's just not my favorite genre. Yeah. And I have no room. I mean, I just, I literally started watching Hallmark's Mysteries last fall with um, Picture Perfect and then Martha's Vineyard. So, I mean, like I, I'm so new to them as well, but I mean, I just, I think with any genre, you just have to, you learn how to read them, right? Like they can be, especially cozies, they can be very predictable, but I mean, people say romance is predictable, but like any genre- after you read so many of them, fantasy, sci-fi, it becomes predictable because you've learned how to read them. You know what to expect. Yeah. So I think that's kind of with what it is with cozies. But I mean, some people find comfort in that predictability, you know? So yeah, that's true. No, that's true. And I, I uh, my favorite were the garage sale mysteries. Yeah. Just because I like the family <laughs> dynamic of it. Yeah. The fact they were a married couple and, and uh, I liked that. You don't really see that very much on Hallmark. Yeah. That was the first ones to kind of win me over. Um, and then I, aside from, I mean, I love Signed, Sealed, Delivered, of course, but I don't really count that as a mystery. Okay. What? It, see, I saw that, that there was a marathon on probably mm-hmm. like a month ago. And of course, like I slept through the first couple of episodes or whatever. And I'm like, uh, what is this? I want to watch it. It looks old. But, like, they're still showing it. So I'm like, okay, I want to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not that old. I forget when the first, because they originally had a season of uh, of shows. And then they moved into doing movies. Okay. And I forget how many movies they have. But it's just, it's about the these, not that we want to go into Postables podcast, but it's about these uh, people at the dead and letter division that uh, hunt down the people that these letters that come. And then it tells the story of the letter writer along with them trying to find it out. And it's just really well written. It's by the same woman who did uh, touched by an angel. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's very, I need to watch there's it. Like, there's a, it's a little more weighty in its themes, I think, than the typical hallmark movie Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's not really a mystery in the sense of nobody like it's it's not like it's not like trying to figure out who murdered somebody or something like that it's just the letter letter. okay Mm -hmm. so anyway it sounds so good it's really good it's a great show uh so then they have this murder by page one 
Livia Mathis. This is her first book with Hallmark. And the plot is that Marvy, a librarian, has moved from Brooklyn to a quirky small town in Georgia. When she's not at the library organizing events for readers, she's handcrafting book-themed jewelry and looking after her cranky cat. At times, her new life in the South still feels strange, and that's before the, the discovery of the dead body in the bookstore. After one of her friends becomes a suspect, Marvy sets out to solve the murder mystery. She even convinces Spence, the wealthy and charming newspaper owner, to help. With his ties to the community, her talents for research, and her fellow librarian's knowledge, Marvy pursues the truth. But as she gets closer to it, could she be facing a deadly plot twist? So what was your overall thoughts about this book? And we'll try to keep it spoiler-free as far as yeah. who the murderer is and all that. I think that my favorite part of it, first and foremost, was that she was a librarian. I was like, look at the librarian saving the day like they always do. Because that job is so much bigger than just like making sure someone knows when their due date to the library is back, uh -huh. you know, their, their books are due. I'm um, like, they do so much for the community. So I just love like the scenes where she'd ask people like, do you have a library card? It's <laughs> like, this is so cute. I loved kind of not necessarily fish out of water. Cause I can tell that she's been in Georgia for a little while, but still like getting used to the different culture. She's from New York city. So it's like night and day, you know, she said something in the book about um, like the way that, they approach time is a lot more laid back. And I thought that was really cool. I mean, here I am again, feeding into big, bad New York city, but <laughs> I really liked seeing that. And, you know, it's like with cozy mysteries, usually in either like the first, within the first three books, there's going to be somebody that the main character is close to. And that's, they like want to solve it to like clear their name. And I like that it was the first one in this. So we could see that like, you know, Joe, the main suspect is her friend. Um, I liked it. I mean, I would like uh -huh. to see more. So I don't know how Hallmark does with their mystery series as far as like publication goes. Um, but I hope that we get more because I did read, I read Dead End Detective by Amanda Flower last year and I haven't heard anything as far as like, are we getting more books from that series? So I don't know how often they plan on like releasing these, but this read very much like a first book in a series, which I think mm -hmm. can sometimes be really hard to do because you're just essentially setting everything up and that's how this one felt. So what did you think? I liked Marvy as a character. I thought she was fun and I, and I also liked her interactions with Spence. I mm -hmm. was I was sort of skeptical of him a little bit at the beginning because he was kind of a, a little bit of a jerk. And yeah. I just thought, oh, is this guy going to end up being the murderer? Uh, but then he didn't. And so that was, I thought, well done, that dynamic. Yeah. I do think there's a couple things going against this. I mean, it's so similar to Aurora Tea Garden that mm -hmm. I think that makes it tough. I mean, Aurora Tea Garden is also a librarian. Mm -hmm. And she's also, uh, I mean, it's not in the South, I guess, but I think it's very similar. And so that's tough when that's such a popular series, both book and show. Uh, I also thought that it was kind of ridiculous how quick the cops suspected Joe when the literally the only evidence was that it was at her store. They had nothing else tying her to yeah. the to the case and they just kept saying well 
it was at her store and i'm like what is <laughs> like what you need more than that just being a location that this person owns is not enough evidence to like make her the primary suspect in your case. I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the cops were not the sharpest tool in the shed in this, <laughs> in this. <laughs> it's probably small town, Georgia. They're probably like, well, we're not really used to having these down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's one thing that I've learned. like the more that I read them, they there's usually, and like, I'm still, I feel like learning how to read mysteries, but like I will automatically think, oh, this has to be it. Like the way that this person is acting, it has to be them. And then you read the, you finally finish it and you're like, well, that was really wrong. Like, why would I have thought that this person was like, yeah. so I feel like sometimes they're going to plant somebody in the book to make you think this is that person just because of how they're acting. And then it's not them. <laughs> so I've kind of given up. Like I try to just read them like normal books and not try to, figure out who did it like I don't yeah. ever try to read this. were you suspect of Spence though at the beginning not really like I, I just I try to just read <laughs> I try to not do I try not to figure out who did it like I really do not when I, whenever it gets revealed who it is I'm like oh cool I okay I, I saw that I didn't see you know like I can see that happening I try not to focus on the who did it too much Mm-hmm. What do you think about the chemistry between Marvie and Spence? Um, you know, so they could be going somewhere with that. I think it could be, you know, the thing with Cozy's, the only thing that kind of gets me with them is a lot of times you'll get a love triangle. So I'm just wondering if she's going to avoid that. If we get more books, is if it's just going to be them, but mm-hmm. usually like, um, Chocolate Chip Cookie Murder, the first in, uh, oh my gosh, the Hannah Swenson series. Like I was reading that series and I'm like, there's this love triangle between her and these two guys who are both pretty good. It's just like, I don't know why cozy Uh mystery authors feel like that needs to be a thing. Maybe we should have one on eventually. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fun. You know, I'm like, I'm interested because I'm like, I wonder if Olivia Matthews is going to just keep it her and Spence and kind of drag it out throughout the series. But again, only time will tell who knows what Hallmark's going to do. I hope we get more books. Yeah. It would be fun if they, you know, it would be fun is if they did Rekia Bernard as Marvie. I think that would be. Oh my gosh. I want her in a, I want her in a mystery series so bad. It would be good. (laughs) That would be fun. I feel like she would do a good job and, and then uh, who would be a good Spence? Well, I had put on Twitter months ago that I, because the last Evergreen movie was really like yeah. Hannah and, oh my gosh, Antonio, I'm blanking, yeah. Elliot. Yeah. I was like, I want them to star in a mystery series together. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he, if, if he could do a Southern accent, but I mean, I love Antonio Kayon so much, so they could get rid of that part. Who cares? Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, that would be fun. Let him talk normal. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I was, I liked Evergreen, but I was disappointed that they had them break up, and I, I didn't really like that part of that movie. But, um, but they could be the leads in the Murder mm-hmm. by Page One. That would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. They're so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just um fan casted, okay? Yes, let us know your fan cast if you've read this book. 
Uh, so let's talk about, well, my other overall thoughts is I did feel like it wrapped up very rushed and I didn't uh-huh. feel like the murderer was very well kind of established. It was just like, boom, it was all over and wrapped up yeah. done to me. Yeah. So, it did feel like it kind of, it felt like, I say once you get past the halfway point, there's a little bit where it kind of drags a little and then, then it just it's over. Of, yeah, it's kind of over, <laughs> yeah. So there's no spice of any kind in uh-uh. this, none. Uh, and then, but then the chemistry, we had some chemistry between Spence and Marvy. And then some friendship between Jolene and Marvy. Uh, and then we have trope time. So some the tropes, you have amateur sleuths being allowed to access everything they shouldn't. (laughs) 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 Which is very true. (sighs) You have a lot of like Southern charms, Mm -hmm. a lot of those kind of archetypes, I guess. Then you have the cobbler run, which was funny and gross. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Make you want to enter a a cobbler run? Oh, gosh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And then we also have, of course, our our trope of the girl going back to the country, to leaving the bad city, going to the country. (laughs) Right. In this one. It's like in a mystery, too? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, they even got it in the mysteries. I like I said, I do think the fact that it's so similar to Aurora Tea Garden is I, I I'm surprised they didn't make her change that. Well, I wonder. I mean, it would be so interesting. This is I I feel like uh, it, this would probably never happen because they seem pretty elusive. But like, it would be interesting to talk to someone from publishing. I know. I wonder, did they pitch this idea to her and she write it? Or did she, you know, she pitched the idea and they went with it. I mean, I haven't watched Aurora Tea Garden. And I mean, I think at this point, right, it's cozy mysteries are kind of like romance. There's only so much you can, like, everything has been done. So mm-hmm. writing a small town library in cozy mystery, I, I assuming if you're an Aurora Tea Garden fan, you're going to notice those similarities. But, but um, I, mean, I wonder. You easily made her a teacher or even, I don't know, it's just like Aurora Tea Garden is there biggest franchise they have right now Mm -hmm. you know so it's particularly strange yeah and i think if you're gonna do something that's really similar you gotta really bring it and yeah i mean this one was okay but like i said it felt very setting up for possibly Mm -hmm. what's to come so i hope that there is more to come otherwise it's just kind of okay you know agreed yeah i'd give it i i think i gave it uh three out i give a i think a three out of five yeah i did too yeah we'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode and that is the hallmarkies patreon do you love hallmarkies podcast do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks now is the time to become a patron of hallmarkies podcast By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. 
It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. All right, well, let's talk about some other stuff we've been reading. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> the first one I wanted to talk about is nonfiction that I've been reading, and it's called Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribole and Elsie Resch. And it's I it has just been such a revelation. It's been so helpful to me. Uh, it's basically the idea is it's it's about not dieting and really just starting to listen to your body of when you're actually hungry and like being very mindful of it and uh, and uh, keeping track, making sure that every meal has a protein, a healthy fat and a fiber. And uh, I don't know, I've really I found it a, a very it was a very empowering book and uh, something that's really helped me. I've been feeling really good uh, the last a little while that I've been. Uh, there's a, a, a YouTuber named Abby Sharp who I love her video so much. And it's just nice because like she, they focus on taking out the moral weight of food, you know, so it's not, you're not cheating or there's, you don't feel guilty. You're not like all of that kind of moral, you know, where you should feel this is bad. This is good. It's just about making, making, listening to your body. And anyway, it's uh, I really, thought i've really enjoyed it and i I really found it helpful so as a nonfiction, i read (laughs) okay yeah uh what about what's your first one that you read my first one was once upon a royal summer by terry wilson which Ah. releases i think in june uh i was able to read it via netgalley so thank you to them and i loved this um this is it follows Lacey. She is a theme park princess and she got into that career as when she was a little girl, her mom unfortunately was really sick and spent a lot of time in the hospital before passing away. And she talks about how these theme park princess princesses would come to the hospital to like make the kids, you know, cheer up, like spark some yeah. joy. And so she took that job on and she's been doing it. And unbeknownst to her like there's this grumpy single dad in the crowd at one of her shows with a baseball cap on and she has no idea that he's an actual prince he has flown to america with his daughter he's a widow and he just wants his daughter to enjoy childhood his mom is his mom the queen back home is just like she's getting older there's all these like royalty expectations and he's like mom like i want her to be a kid so he takes her to america they go to the theme park and like she needs a volunteer to like waltz with her. And so she's like, oh, it's going to be grumpy single dad. He probably has no idea what he's doing. And of course, he's a real prince. So he knows how to waltz. <laughs> and the story just kind of goes from there. And it's she did a fantastic job of like blending those worlds. Like Lacey is obviously a theme park princess. So a lot of her princess royalty stuff is obviously fake. But she still knows so much to where she really does like fit into their world but she just gives them like this fresh fun perspective and like just really humbles them in a lot of ways Uh and i loved it like i love terry Uh. wilson her writing is so fun and i'm like you know what hallmark is really like doing something different with these books that are coming out this summer and like this is the like a step in the right direction it was a lot of fun i just got it 
yes, like yesterday or the day before, <laughs> they just sent me an ARC, and I cannot wait. I love, love Terry's it. writing. <laughs> of course, this would be no no spice, right? Yeah, no spice, no, no spice. spice. Yeah. Uh, what would you give it out of five? I rated it, I think, a four point five on Goodreads. Oh. I really liked it. Yeah, she yeah. did a lot. She yeah. she's one of those authors who will like because I I read a month ago. Um, the trouble with picket fences by her and she'll take like in that one it was like white picket fence in this one it's like princess and she just yeah. runs with that and explores like different ways yeah to like tell a story surrounded by it and i just well, love she I loves love it. royals terry yeah <laughs> so <laughs> that's why we had her on uh the we had her on a number of times but we had her on most recently for the uh, recap of the um of the laura osness can't think of what it was called a uh, royal movie at christmas mm-hmm. can't think of the name anyway we had her on for that because <laughs> so i knew she just loved royal so much but i i am really excited about that book that sounds very good uh so my first one that i want to talk about fiction wise at least was proper scoundrel by esther hatch we've had esther on the podcast a bunch of times she's actually a friend of mine i guess full disclosure uh, but uh, she writes really fun Regency novels, and uh, this is the third in the proper series that she's done. Proper, uh, there's a proper scandal, proper charade, and then now a proper scoundrel. And mm-hmm. this is about Lord Bryant, who's been a character in the two previous books, and now he gets his own book. And he's always been a bit of a rake, as they like to say in Regency <laughs> books. <laughs> And basically you have this woman who she, through various things, has ended up being able to purchase the railroad company and she's trying to run it, but everybody keeps, uh, she's trying to get investors, but nobody will take her seriously as a woman in that time period. And they're all trying to like court her or woo her. And so she lies and says that she is already uh, in a relationship with Lord Bryant. And so that kind of sort of like a, sort of it's it's like a purposeful scandal kind of because the idea that she'd be with lord bryant is like ooh, you know because he's not he's seen as this kind of rake yeah and uh, so it like per- it purposely lowers her, ex- her reputation so that she doesn't have these people coming after her. he finds out about this and at the beginning he's pretty he's kind of upset about it and but then he ends up kind of going along and things get uh go from there it's very fun i it might be my favorite of the three i really enjoyed it uh she does a great job building romantic tension between characters and uh and giving like little moments of touch and look and that i think are so effective and i just i dug it i thought it was Yay. really good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and you don't have to have read the other two but i think you should because they're both good <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah really fun and uh so check that one out if you if you haven't if you haven't read it yet it's really really good so what's your next my next one is a path to sunshine cove by rayanne thane this is romance slash women's fiction it follows goodness her name's jess jess and then her sister rachel and jess she's in this job where she basically travels around and if there is an elderly person who's getting ready to move into like 
um, an old folks home or like a retirement home or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, she comes in and she helps them go through their belongings to figure out what to keep, what to, you know, donate and throw away. Really cool job. And it leads her back to Kank's sanctuary where her sister lives. And um, the romance is with the son of the woman whose home, her name, her, this woman's name is Eleanor. Her son is Nate. And um, the romance is between them. But the book is also just really about her rekindling the relationship with her sister. Um, they became orphans i believe both one of their parents died or both of their parents died and her sister ended up in like a really good home and jess ended up more of like in a foster home that wasn't necessarily the best the group home type of situation and just what both of those situations how they like develop developed them into the women that they've become and their relationship is really kind of estranged, but you can see that they both want that connection. So I thought that she did a fantastic job of giving us the romance that we want between Jess and Nate, but also that sisterly relationship, which I think is like equally just as important. So no steam. Uh, I think it's a perfect like spring and early summer read if it's something that you're into. And yeah, she's she's one of my first romance authors that I read and I'm just I'm so happy that like she's still writing everything she puts out is really good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. great yeah I should say proper scoundrel despite its name has no is is a spice free so okay. some kissing if that's all you can <laughs> yeah no that's that's all that they have uh yeah uh, so my next is one that you recommended last time which was really fun. Oh my gosh. I I read Beach Read by Emily Henry. And this has moderate spice, I would say. (laughs) There's some, there's some steamy scenes, but not too bad. Yeah. I don't Uh, don't remember it being horrible. No, no. Uh, But more than Hallmark, of course. Um, anyway, it's really cute. It's about this woman who finds out that her father has been when has had this second life with this other family, basically, and she's devastated at first, uh, but and he's passed away. Uh, but then she goes there because she has to write a uh, a beach read <laughs> for her contract, and it turns out that her sort of rival in college. Uh, is living next door and he writes really cynical books Mm -hmm. and so they meet up again and they make a deal is he's gonna write a rom-com and she's gonna write one of his cynical books and as they keep spending time together of course uh sparks fly and it was really cute i really enjoyed it yeah yeah that book is so i mean I haven't heard, I have one friend who was like, it's okay. (laughs) But for the most part, like everybody loved it. I loved that it's titled Beach Read and it literally came out like last spring. So like the beginning of beach season, right? And it has this cute, like cute yellow cover. I mean, I don't even know how often they're actually on the beach. I think they're more so on like a lake, (laughs) but it was so good. Yeah, I give it a I gave it a four out of five. Okay. Because I'm pretty stingy about when I give my 4.5s or fives. Mm-hmm. I did give a 4.5 to Proper Scoundrel, but I admit 
it's my friend. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take that with a grain of salt, I guess. But, um, but yeah, uh, I really enjoyed Beach Read. It was very good. And the chemistry between the two is off the chart. Yeah. I can't so, wait for her next one. People we I meet know. on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When does that one come out? I feel like it's out. I know it was a book of the month pick. So that's probably why I was seeing it. Oh, yeah, around. You're right. It's out. But I feel like it's out. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll my. Talk more about that later. Yeah. But my next is pick is Before Summer Ends by Susan Mallory. I have yet to read much Susan Mallory. I feel like I've read like one summer book, maybe one Christmas book, and now this one. So I'm really new to her, but um, I really loved this one. It has like my favorite trope ever, which is sibling's best friend. Um, and in this one, the brother of the heroine, like she, the, the heroine's like, going to Italy and she like rented out her place. Well, the people show up early and she's like, well, I need the money. So I'm not going to like tell them they can't stay yet. So she's like, I need a place to stay. So her brother's like, Oh, we'll stay. His name was Desmond. I think he's like, go stay with Des. You know, he's got this big, he's like a millionaire type of person. He's got this huge house with all this space. You can go stay with him. And she's like, um, do you think that's smart? Cause like everybody knows they have had a crush on each other. And that's what I liked about it. Usually with siblings, best friend, it's like this hush hush secret. And like everyone has known that these two like each other. But even though Desmond comes from money, his parents like emotionally kind of neglected him. So their family really took him in. And so her brothers kind of planted the seeds of like, you know, don't, disrespect my parents by like going after my sister kind of thing but even the parents knew that they were like crazy about each other so I really 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 loved it it has like the cutest spring cover um I don't remember there being any heat any steam in there if y'all read it I'm sorry if I'm lying (laughs) but like I don't remember there being any in there it was just really sweet and really fun and so good you guys so that's before summer ends by susan mallory very good i have read susan mallory before uh so i'll have to check that one out i read the um uh the uh marriage one that the fool's gold oh yeah yeah see there's an author that i'm surprised we haven't seen like and maybe there are some like a Hallmark adaptation that I just don't know about. But yeah, well, there was the marriage one that was in Fool's Gold. I can't think of it's got um, oh, it's got Trevor Donovan in it. Okay, I can't think of the name. Anyway, it's like Marry Me at Christmas or something. I can't think of the name. Anyway, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked her a lot. She's good. Um, okay, so my next one was the history of us and. This was is by Stacey Agdern, and it comes out in June. Uh, and we had got to interview Stacey. We'll have that uh, interview in June, closer to the release date. Uh, but yeah, this is really cute. It's about a woman who is like a curator for a museum mm-hmm. uh, who gets assigned to go and handle the archives for this big house, the like Rockville, I think it was Rockcliff, Rockcliff Manor, and the oldest son of the Rockcliff family is kind of assigned to help her. And the more time they spend together, they the more 
their relationship grows and it was it's definitely a um second chance romance kind of thing and it was it was really cute and it's from a like a jewish perspective all of her books are which is nice and yeah i liked it i i gave it three out of five uh and uh, uh i liked her hanukkah one a little bit more uh but it's certainly i i would recommend people check it out okay so yeah we, My... like, so we got to talk to her yeah that was she was so sweet i know She's so i was like when we were chatting with her i'm like is this book out like i'm like chatting like listening to her talk and trying to google it at the same time and i'm like crap no it's not out yet <laughs> yeah i got an early copy <laughs> hey, i love the cover to that one it's gorgeous yeah. i can't wait to get it um so my next one is a brambleberry summer which is also by ran thing this one comes out in june um so i was able to read it oh. via net galley so thank you to them um really like this one it it actually ties into i don't know if it's previous books in this particular series which i have this is the first book from this she has a series called like the Br women of brambleberry house i have not read it um i just went into this one knowing nothing at all i think that that is fine but the main character in this one we meet her as a grown woman and i'm pretty sure because i've chatted with ray and things since finishing it that she's an initially introduced as a teenager in a previous book. So I'll get the details and I'll let you guys know. But anyway, she lives in this house called Brambleberry house. And there's a police officer that needs a place to stay him and his son while their homes being like renovated. And right off the bat, we get that she's kind of weary of law enforcement and he's picking up on it, but there's also this attraction and she owns like this store and there's a woman that's working for her that you can tell is hiding something like Ray and Thane is, um, she's phenomenal at creating these really comfy small towns that are just like, it's so inviting and the characters are all very charming. And then she just lets loose on romantic suspense. Like, intrigue that you did not even expect coming comes um so it was just a really nice change of pace to like read something a little bit different than everything that else that i had been reading and just return to her like a familiar author who never disappoints there's no steam in this one um i loved it i loved it so if you want something like small town cozy but then oh my gosh the out of the out of nowhere like talk about heroine's journey Heroin having to save the day by herself, like that's in this book. So that is A Brambleberry Summer by Ray Ann Thane. And I'm pretty sure I rated this one like four, maybe four and a half stars on Goodreads. Mm, that's great. I'm excited to check that out. Okay, my last one is The uh, South Beach Love by Caridad Pinario. And we are going to be talking with her just coming up. Yes. <laughs> we'll have an interview with her. So uh, it uh, is a Hallmark Publishing book, and I really enjoyed this book. I kind of raced through it because I was just enjoying it so much. And I thought that she did such a good job of including touch as like a palpable like way to increase in you know attraction and chemistry and and your just investment in the story and as much as you can possibly do in a in a you know hallmark uh, steam free book and 
I, I just thought she did such a good job of like every time their hands would touch and they would feel this like spark in their stomachs and like I don't know and she does a good job of of telling the story from lots of different characters which sometimes annoys me because I just because a lot of times like friends reading the help it's just like I want to keep hearing Abilene because she was my she was the best one and they keep switching off to all these different narrators and sometimes, sometimes I don't like that but in this case I it kind of made it work and it's basically about these two chefs one has been up in New York City uh, becoming famous and then the other is uh is has a small place in south beach they come down to put on the quinceaneras of their their very their sisters and uh they the spark connects when they meet each other mm-hmm. again and he she was the sister of his best friend and uh i i really enjoyed it i thought it was great and I don't yeah. know if you had a chance to read it yet, but it yeah, I loved it too. Really and I mean, that's like my favorite trope. So yeah, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> she did such a good job of building up to when they finally kiss. Oh, because yeah. they had just like, I, I just thought she did such a good job with touch and feel and building up that suspension. Yeah. It's like the, the love languages test. I mean, physical oh, touches, yeah. you know, I, I love that too. I think those small gestures tend to get overshadowed in romance sometimes. It's like sometimes we don't recognize the actual like romance part in romance novels Mm -hmm. if it's there at all. So yeah, I think she nailed it with that. Like those little gestures that just go a long way. Yeah, it really does. It builds and builds and builds and just it makes you it's very you know they say that that uh, uh men are like microwaves women are like crock pots and i think <laughs> that that's the case she does a good job of being a crock pot of just like little just these little moments of connection and that really work well yeah very good so all right well and that they like so there is lots of touch as far as and kiss it and kiss and Things like that, but there's no like actuals like that's it's spicy, but it's low spicy. Yeah, but done very yeah. well. Yeah, such so, a good book. What about you? What's your last? Recommendation? My last one is another royalty book. I was like, look at me, because honestly, like royalty things, I don't really, I you know, I can take it or leave it. But I have been reading them, and I've been in, I've been loving them. So my last one is Queen by Royal Appointment, and this is by Lucy Monroe, which it just released like I think May twenty fifth. Um, but it was incredible. It's about Natalia and Nikolai, and they both come from like these royal backgrounds. And Natalia had to sign this like agreement at the age of eighteen when, like, according to her, she was young and dumb and naive, and it was to like marry one she's supposed to marry Nikolai's brother Constantine but she finds out that during their like 10 year they have to go like 10 years apart from each other or whatever he's actually like like sleeping with other girls and she's really big on fidelity and honesty and so she's like okay so she agrees to do this like magazine column that's all about I think it's like 10 first dates or something. And she doesn't like nothing sexual happens with these dates. It's more so like what to wear on first dates kind of thing. But of course, to like this Constantine Prince, he's like, oh, you went on these dates. It, something must have happened like guilty conscience. 
So she's like stands her ground and she's like, I'm not marrying this guy. He was unfaithful during this time. Like he, he was, he did not hold up his end of the bargain, but his brother Nikolai steps in and he's like, well, I think you should still fulfill it and you should marry one of the brothers and it can be me. And she's had a crush on this guy since she was a kid. So it's like the girl finally gets the guy. He's really into her, but she doesn't really believe it's real. She just thinks it's marriage of convenience. Um, and he believes that he's not romantic at all, but kind of like what you were talking about with South Beach love. He's always like, like gently like rubbing the like palm of her hand or like he'll take grab her hand and like kiss the inside of her palm. Like oh, he was so, so romantic. I was like, <laughs> you are the, you are totally opposite of what you think you are. This one is a little bit steamier. So just, you know, forewarning anyone that's not looking for that in their book, but it is so the first like chapter is so intense. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come down off of this, but then it just gets really romantic from there. And I loved it. So yeah, that's Queen by Royal Appointment by Lucy Monroe. That sounds really fun. Well, I think we gave some great recommendations. We did. May was a good month. Yes, it really was fun. And so what we are going to do for next month for June is we are going to read the people we met on vacation by Emily Henry. Yes. Cause we didn't want to always do homework books. want to open up and this probably is a little bit spicy. So we haven't read it, so we don't know, but yeah. just guessing by beach read. So if that's not your thing, probably don't read it, but it'll be fun. And we'll talk about that next month and see what we thought. Yeah. And I checked, I don't know if, I mean, besides South Beach Love and then Terry Wilson's book next month, I don't know if Hallmark has anything scheduled to come out. So Mm. I don't know. I think, you know, we're doing the right thing. (laughs) So let us know what you think. uh, If you've read any of the books that we talked about and if you had read uh, The Murder by Page One by Libby Matthews, let us know what you think of that. Yeah, uh, we would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section and you can follow both of us on Goodreads. We have that in the description. And uh, Brie, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at Falling for Romance and I co-host the Categorically Romance podcast with my friend Sarah where we talk about category romance. All of that you can find on my link tree on Instagram. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes, so please check that out and make sure you're following the podcast, Home Rookies Pod, Home Rookies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. We have our merch store, which has some fun sleuther inspired merch. So check that out. Yes. And then we also have our patron group which is really great. And we just recently, speaking of Aurora Tea Garden, we had fairly recently, we had Mary Lou Henner on for Q&A just for our patrons. So you get some really great benefits from being in the patron group. It's only $2 to join in. So thanks so much. And we'll talk uh, again next month. Bye Bye, everyone. everyone.